Well, hello, you guys, and welcome to the Nickelodeon Summer Takeover. We double dare you break from Disney Channel original movies and join us for the podcast where we guide you through our favorite Nickelodeon TV shows and, and movies. movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandon. I'm Lori, and Andoni is here, too. Hello, Andoni. Hey, I'm back again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Hold on to your butts, because today we're watching Rugrats Gone Wild. Nope. <laughs> nope. This is not a videotape oh. that you can get for $19.99 when you call right now. 1-800-BOOBS. An exclusive uh, bonus VHS. That is not what this is. I just ran a bunch of titles through my head, and they all had, like, babies in it. So <laughs> I'm going to move yeah. on. We're watching Rugrats Go Wild. Uh, the Rugrats get tangled in an exotic adventure where they're helped by the Thornberry <laughs> family then. <laughs> I did not catch that. <laughs> okay, I'm caught up. <laughs> the Rugrats get tangled in an exotic... I can't do this. Somebody else read it. Okay. The Rugrats get tangled in an exotic adventure where they're helped by the Wild Thornberries, a family that travels the world making nature documentaries. Bam. That was very good. You're such a and professional. Now we can all laugh because that description. <laughs> I'm kind of over it now. <laughs> I'm not anymore. You guys watch the Rugrats. Whose pick was this? Uh, so originally we were going to watch Rugrats in Paris because that's my favorite Rugrats movie. I rewatched the original one recently and it does not hold up. I can't remember why, but I really did not enjoy it when I watched it a couple years ago. Maybe um, it's like the weird animation style that they used where it's no, kind of like darker. No, it wasn't that. I really like that part. I feel like there was a lot of jokes that did not age well. I don't so know. So you, you, what you're saying is when they were all grown up, you didn't like it as much? They weren't grown up at all. <laughs> that I liked that joke. show. That was a joke. Oh, it I, I don't remember that show being like particularly good. I don't think um, it was great, but I think it was cool enough that when I was a kid, I was like, oh my God, I get to see them. Because I, I, I believe that came out like when I was grown up. Like I wasn't like a little little kid anymore. Well, the Rugrats originally ran from like 91 to 2001, and then they did All Grown Up, I think in like 2003 or something. Rugrats was the favorite in my household, so I've watched it extensively. I really liked the show. I was going to say something else, but I'm not revealing it here. I've already told Andoni. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. That's good. Um, anyway, so we originally... <laughs> oh, watched- I remember. Yeah, shut up. We were going <laughs> <laughs> we to watch Rugrats in Paris, but that one wasn't streaming, and we wanted to do it legit this time, so we picked it And then you still watch it on YouTube anyways. Yeah, it's because I can watch it on double speed there. <laughs> this is a movie that I think is worth, worth watching at original speed. I did oh, not yeah. have time. I watch it on the bus, so... I was really excited to watch this because... I forgot that the wild thornberries were a thing. I, I never forgot, forgot that, that Nigel. So good. It's so awesome. I yeah. remember as soon as they were on there, I was like, I watched the shit out of that show. How did I amnesia that from my brain? I only remember a, a select few episodes, like where she meets uh, the other monkeys and she has to like go through that whole training montage of like what different facial features and gestures oh mean. Oh my God. I remember that one now. And the mountain expedition episode where she's paired with this rich, whiny Swedish kid. And yeah. or maybe he was German. And I just remember the one part where they're crossing a log across like a giant crevasse and like his fanny pack okay, that's unzips. That's definitely crevice. 
crevice, whatever. Okay, I was like, like, I'm not saying this went wrong in my head. I'm just saying it the way that, um, fuck, what's his name on 30 Rock? Alec Baldwin? Yeah, but what's his character? Jack? Jack Donaghy. I'm just saying it the way that Jack Donaghy says it, but there's the fanny pack unzips and stuff falls out. He's like, those were a few of my favorite things. And I'm just like, oh, that's funny. Now I get it. But yeah, Wild Thornberries was real good. I forgot that she talked to animals. No, that was like the whole premise of the show. Yeah, I know. I completely forgot that. And then when she started talking to the monkey, I was like, what the fuck? What? And then you it could all use more Nigel Thornberry, that show. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try his up. accent, but I know that I can't. You, you have yeah. permission to try Eliza. It. There we go. <laughs> I feel like that was just like a really shitty Ricky Ricardo. Lucy. Lucy, I'm home. Yeah, maybe. Eliza. Know, Tim Curry is Eliza. perfection. Was he Nigel in the show? Yeah. When I was a kid, I did not appreciate that because I was like, they definitely only got him for the movie. No, That's- it was him the whole time. And you know who plays Eliza? Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. Shit. Jesus. Do you know who plays Spike? I'll start cast. Yes, I do. Don't tell me. It was... I had to look it up because I couldn't really? like pin it down. I watched a lot of Look Who's Talking, so I was like, there we are. I forgot who it was. Wait, that's Bruce the Willis. voice? Yeah, Bruce Willis. In Look Who's Talking? He's the yep. voice in... Damn. Okay, we were going to talk about the Rugrats. <laughs> oh, well, we talked about Wild Thornberries. Oh, okay. Who is... who? Okay, here's a good question. Who was your favorite character from each of the shows? Oh, shit, that's a good question. Darwin from the Thornberries and Susie on the Rugrats. Susie, 100% Susie. But if she I'm going with grown-ups, because I feel like we should each choose a grown-up too, then it was definitely Stu. Your favorite wow. is Stu? Favorite grown-up, that surprises yeah. surprises me is a that, lot. Is that Angelica's dad? No, that's Drew. Tommy's dad. Oh, that really surprises me. Are you going to elaborate why you both were like, that's surprising? <laughs> because I think that we both thought your favorite character was going to be who we're about to say is our favorite character. Okay, on the count on of three. three. Three, two, one. Betty. Charlotte Pickles. Who? <laughs> Betty, the twins' Betty's mom. The twins' mom. Oh, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, because she's like a good mom. <laughs> Why did you think I like Charlotte? Because she's a badass. She's a neglectful cool. mom. Yeah. But in this movie, she was way better than she was ever was in the show. I like Stu because he. If you think back to when your parents had you, my mom was twenty three. Can you imagine twenty three year old me having a baby? My life would be falling apart. I would be. That meme of him in this the kitchen, <laughs> the chocolate pudding, and like, <laughs> and like, I don't know how people are suddenly like, oh, I have a kid, I'm gonna take care of this other thing. I would be Stu, where I'm just like, I'm gonna try to make these toys. We're gonna be poor. We're all gonna be miserable. See, I like Charlotte because she's the breadwinner, and she's just a overall. She, she like, she saves the day. She like, she takes her stiletto and she's like ripping apart yeah. the ship with her stiletto shoe. And I'm like, she was cooler on this than in the show. Okay, yeah, that's probably fair. I have a note about that later on. But for me, the the adult is Betty. She's, she's great. in charge. She's a bit loud and like abrasive, but like she's a good mom. She cares about all the kids. She eats a fuck ton, which I can get behind. <laughs> and, you know. She... I love how butch she is, but she's totally straight. I really like that. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. all of the adults are awesome in these shows. I think they all have great examples. I think, well, they're like subtly neglectful of their kids. Mostly Angelica's 
Well, no, so they super care about their kids, but they're like subtly neglectful because they just like never really watch them. My favorite Rugrat is Chucky. Shocking. Yeah, as a kid, Chucky. Now as an adult, Susie. Chucky annoyed me when I was a kid. I felt like I was Chucky. I think I was too, and I think that's why I didn't like him. Tommy was my favorite one as a kid, but like... That's cheating though. What? Picking Tommy, because like, that's like picking fucking Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu's great. Got a problem? Yeah, he's overrated. No, he... We're not going to have this argument, Brandon. <laughs> You're a girl. What do you know? That. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What it is, is that my friend had Pokemon Yellow, and I couldn't buy it, and so I am bitter. I'm glad that we're getting to the like core of these deep-seated. Like I, liked, I hated Chucky because I was Chucky. You hated your friend because Pikachu. Yeah. And I just hate myself. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So we should talk about this movie. Tommy is Nigel Strawberry, but chased by Tiger, Crocagator, Quicksand. More butts. That was a high- oh no. All, I don't know. All the butts happen at once. So this was 100% Steve Irwin. I never think, I don't, when I was a kid, honestly, I didn't watch that much Steve Irwin. So I don't think I ever made that connection that Nigel was 100% him. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that with his daughters, because doesn't Steve have two daughters and a son? I think son he has daughter. one daughter. But yeah, it turns out these kids are infatuated with Nigel Strawberry, and it's so, so cute. cute. The little mas- m- mustache, <laughs> mustache was adorable. That's right. So they're playing pretend, and they're like in the sandbox when it. Like yeah, at first, we see what the babies are saying in their brain, and I remember really, I loved the show when I was a kid, but I was also really sad because like that's not how imagination works. And so Rugrats would lead you to believe that if you're like pretending you're Nigel Strawberry in the desert, you're actually going to like your surroundings will literally transform into this like acid trip of a illusion. Well, I remember when I was a kid, like when I was playing games with my friends, like you don't see it like, but, like in your mind's eye, you see it. Yeah, I, I agree. So is my imagination just broken? I think Maybe. so. Angelica, con- like Angelica's holding up her cat who has the same hair as her. And that's what they're thinking. <sighs> yes, thank you. Is. <laughs> And she breaks the illusion for them in the, the bitchiest way. She's an awful... Can you imagine the adult she's growing to grow up into? Oh, yeah, I can. I know a kid that was exactly like her. Yikes. Yeah, and she was she was talking to the babies, and she's like, you babies are never going to grow up to be anything. I don't know why she's from Jersey. And I think maybe she's kind of jealous of the babies, which is why she's so mean to them. For well, because sure. she's got no friends. The only other person who's her age is Susie. And, well, Susie's also an only child, but she's really well-adjusted. Her parents are, like, psychologists, I think. Her mom's a doctor, and her dad, I think he's, uh, he designs amusement parks for the dummy yeah, bears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you know all of this? Because I remember, because people were, like, that was, like, a Tumblr post that became, you know, a picture that someone posted on Facebook, and they were talking about, like, really good Black representation back in the day. They were, That's awesome. yeah, Susie Carmichael. Her mom was a doctor. Her dad was like a designer. She was super well adjusted. They were really successful. We're boss ass family. They're, so they briefly use the word Lipschitz. And even when I was a kid, I thought that was very funny. He's like the family psychiatrist that all the parents worship. And they're going on a Lipschitz, ship Lipschitz, ship. A Lipschitz ship. They're going to have I don't understand why they would they would go on that cruise because I remember an episode of the show where they like prove him to be a total fraud. Like he has no idea what he's doing with kids. He can't handle them. 
People still think that vaccines cause autism, Andoni. This is pretty realistic. Uh, fair enough. I love that when um, Charlotte, Charlotte was talking about like all the spa packages she was getting. Like she ended with, they made like a witch joke in there. She's like, and it's all going to culminate in the Salem treatment where they squish you between hot rocks. <laughs> and he walks in and she's like, oh, that's all bewitching, but wouldn't you blah, 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 blah. There's so like, many oh. clever little quips in this. Yeah. Yeah. They happen so fast. I wanted to type them all down, but I just couldn't even type them fast enough. And then I thought, I'll just remember them. And now I don't remember any of them. Do you guys think that they actually missed the cruise or do you think that they were never intended to go on the cruise? Like Stu told them to get there at 1230. The cruise left at 1215. And he was like, this was all Stu's fault. This was all Stu's fault because sorry, because Charlotte said that she like booked all these spa treatments. So like, I don't think they would let you book a spa treatment unless you already have a ticket. So I think they had tickets. But Stu was the one who set it all up. So maybe she was telling him like, hey, I saw in the brochure and make sure I get this, this and this because he was the one who was supposed to like have the connection. No, I feel like Charlotte would absolutely get on that cell phone and call Jonathan and have Jonathan do this. I guarantee you Charlotte is the one that set this all up and put it on her credit card and said, No, they said they said specifically they said specifically that Stu was the one who got the like did it. Did what? Like got set it up and got the tickets. Oh well that's I mean, that's their fault. <laughs> maybe maybe Jonathan and Stu have a secret love affair. And so Stu was like, no, sh- just tell her that you booked everything and just let me take care of it. I think Charlotte, Charlotte and Jonathan have a secret love affair because when she loses her phone, she's like willing to die to get it. And she's like, Jonathan! She needs no, him. I don't think they do. What if no. Drew and Jonathan did? That would be understandable. They are both like constantly squashed under her heel. But what I think happened is they got the tickets or like Stu got the tickets and then like went ahead and sold those tickets and then rented the ship, the tugboat. I think that sounds exactly what happened. That's it. Solved it. Good job, Andoni. Okay, it's over. Um, It's been great. Let's just pod this together. They missed the cruise. Uh, yeah, Stu comes up and he's like on this little dinky ass fishing boat, I guess. Yeah, it's not even a tugboat. And there's like, how many people are there? Okay, so we got Betty and her nameless husband. Howard. Howard. Tw- Howard. Twins, Charlotte, Drew, Angelica, Susie, Dee Dee, Stu, Tommy, Dill, Dill. and Kimmy. Kimmy. And, and Chucky, Chaz and Chuck. Char- Char- yeah, and Kira? Kiri? Yeah, so there's 16 people on this little ass boat. Well, as with most cartoons, they have like convenient um Mary Poppins rules. Yeah, I, there's a word for it. The same thing with the Thornberry's RV. Um so they're all pissed naked? off. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, they get naked. <laughs> Gone wild. Jesus. But the transition just isn't there. <laughs> you want to elaborate on that, Brandon? Well, they're on a boat and they get naked. Thank you, thank you for elaborating. <laughs> I don't know. They Is love it the all boat. the adults? No, just the kiddos. They're like, let's get naked. But they say it in like a really funny way. 
but why we could move the, on. Why why did they get naked again? I can't remember. Because that was the thing on the Rugrats a lot. Like they were naked, which is pretty true to toddlers. They hate wearing Yeah, yeah, they like getting naked. In this situation, it's because Phil is like, oh, it's like my bath time, except there's no ducky and I'm not naked. Because there's like a, a wave of water, and then yeah. Kimmy's like, "Oh, there's a ducky," and then they're like, "Okay, time to get naked." So then they do. That was it. Yep. See, <laughs> I, I just realized we didn't see Tommy's screwdriver at all in this, did we? It's at the very end. I forgot. I thought that too, and then I was like, "Oh, there it is." The Thornberry, like, um, there's a giant. Brandon, did you just like leave out the entire storm? Was it too scary for you? No, no, that happens after this. Yeah, that's like one of those movies where there's like multiple timelines. Okay. And so they interject like people or interject. No, so like the adults are desperate to try and get it like get back to the cruise. Dee tries to get on the radio. The ship is a piece of crap and the radio breaks and then they get like a signal that the thornberries pick up when they're on their deserted island trying to find this leopard. Uh Debbie is listening to the radio. She was always listening to the radio, which like how are you getting reception? MP3 players don't exist yet, Debbie. No, she's trying to radio her mom. But, like, on the show, I remember her always listening to, like, radios and cassettes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And reading Team Beat magazine. Like, how did you get that all the way in, like, Tanzania? That's a good question. Owl post. But she's, like, a kind of emotionally mature teenager. I mean, it's a cartoon, so she's, like, super self-aware. But she's, like, very on her parents. Like, I want to be normal. Let's have dinner together. Even though it's on this deserted island, let's try and do something bonding. I remember she was, like, constantly trying to get to go to regular school. Like, why didn't she just go to boarding school? Because they're such a close family. They're clearly not. They don't spend any time. Like, Eliza's off talking to monkeys. Uh, Donnie's Donnie. And the mom and dad are off, like, filming shit. They can't even eat dinner with their kids. Yeah. And Debbie's just always reading probably the same magazine. I bet she's reading, like, she has that magazine, but behind that magazine is her, like, shitty romance novel. Because she was obsessed with finding a boyfriend. Well, she just wanted to be a normal teenager. Like, she wanted to go to concerts. She wanted to have, like, petty drama. She wanted to have a boyfriend. I really need to rewatch that show. (laughs) It's good. So, yeah, she's listening to the radio, and she intercepts, and she's just like, oh, this is boring, and turns it off. And then a tropical storm. Oh, no. Which is very big. Yeah, it's, like, real big. 40-foot waves, and... It's very scary. They would be dead. They should have all died. I have to say, I do appreciate that they followed proper boat safety etiquette and that they didn't wear their life vests below deck. So good job, them. No, so like if the boat flips and it goes underwater and like it fills up with water and you're wearing a life vest, you're going to float to the top, but then the door is down at the bottom. Oh. So you'd be fucked. So you should still like maybe hold on to it somehow, but you shouldn't. Yeah, like keep it with you, but don't wear it if you're below deck. What's his bucket tries to open the door and they're like, no. And then they're like, why did you stop me? Oh my God. That was so cute. He was like, well, this is where we came in. So this must be how we get out. But it so, was okay. Really- yeah. That's exactly what I was talking about. Like the boat capsized. So he totally fucked everyone. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Charlotte's a badass though. She rips off the skirt. She takes off a heel. She bashes through the hull of the ship with that fucking heel. She's awesome. She should have been the, the leader of the island. No, she shouldn't have. Bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised she did that she, so didn't. she could get her cell phone back. Yeah, to so save everybody off the island. No, that was not why she good. wanted her cell phone back. She wanted to make sure that Drew... Didn't, was Drew in this movie? Yeah. 
Yeah, he had like two lines. Okay. She wanted to make sure that Drew didn't get her phone, which had all of her sex, but like the ASCII character sex with uh what's his with Jonathan. ASCII? The like where you instead of like sending a dick pic, you just make like a dick with a bunch of characters. <laughs> oh, see, I missed that part in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so speaking about phones, okay, so Betty, also a badass, she, like, goes, she dives back in the water, number one, to get the raft, number two, to get Dill's binky, which is so thoughtful. Again, she's wonderful. But doesn't she grab Charlotte's phone? Yeah, she does. And then that never happened, nothing ever comes of that. Uh, Well, like, she's not going to get reception out there. Yeah, but why they even show that? Because she, that was like her thing. It was like her Cynthia doll. So uh, Cynthia gets lost in the storm and then immediately she's found. But I thought Cynthia, I wish, she's, I wish they would have made a permanent something with it. It's just like Cynthia's gone and this is the movie where she's lost forever. No, they definitely did an episode of that. I think they, that may have been one of the movies, but like, I don't think they should have even shown her losing it because it immediately resolved itself it was like 30 seconds yeah and the way that it was found i know this movie isn't realistic but like it was just on the beach that they happened to like i think it was just so they could make the joke where she was like i've lost cynthia and they're like we've all lost something uncle Stu lost all of our respect which that was, was really good yeah. it was really good seeing well, i mean they could have just like lost cynthia's piano and that would have been enough i love Again, another example of how Eliza is your favorite character. You <laughs> completely wrong in the notes. Um, I wish I could Eliza. do a Liza Minnelli impress, uh, impression. I think you should try, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Liza with a C. Not Liza with an S. It's Liza with a Z. It's Liza. Debbie and Eliza want to family to vacation to do other stuff. I assume they mean like they want to go to Disney World or something where there's not. Would they be able to bring like, can you imagine trying to take Donnie on a family vacation though? That poor kid. (laughs) Also, I want to make the point that Donnie isn't a cat. In case anyone was confused. He's a little human boy. He's a wild boy. A wild boy. Bam. Boom. Um, oh, that was the that was the line I wanted to remember. God, what was it? There was some. It was like, oh, was it Chucky? He like he didn't realize that he hadn't actually saved somebody. He's like, I'm a wild boy now, and it was really cute. But I don't remember. The oh, comment. when he saved the monkey. Yeah, that's what it was. He. Oh, yeah, because the monkeys were bullying a baby monkey, and then he like saved it. He's like, I'm a wild boy now. Look, oh, Chucky, you're finally happy. Yeah, it's so cute. He's he's so timid, but when he sees someone else being bullied, I think I remember that from the show. Like he stands up for yeah. people who are even less fortunate than himself. Mm-hmm. It's because he has good friends who support him. Yeah, but speaking of people who are not less fortunate than him, Angelica tries to manipulate the babies again, as per usual, and somehow, I guess, because they're babies, they haven't learned from the past ten years of uh, her hijinks. And she has a very convincing song and dance. She convinces them that she's the island princess and they should serve her. Well, then Susie fights back and she's like, oh, that's literally what I typed. And she's like, no, you're not. I am. No, Susie doesn't ever try to convince the babies to follow her. They're just like, Susie's literally like, she's trying to make you island slaves. Don't do it. Oh, okay. 
that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. That was a big song and dance, and I didn't I didn't pay a whole ton of attention to a lot of the lyrics in the songs. So, all I only remember is "Make your princess really happy." It was Angelica's line. That's all I remember. Howard being the least memorable of the parents. I think Drew also. was. Drew, which one's Drew? Is that Charlotte's husband? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Howard's the least memorable from the show. Like no, you couldn't even remember like, his was, name. I always love the dynamic between him and Betty. Because they're each other's beards. I don't think so. I think it's just like not gender normed. Yeah. I mean, in any case, he just sucks. No, he doesn't. It's in this he does. He starts eating all the baby food. Okay, that's fair. That is a pretty shitty thing to do given oh the circumstances. Oh my god! And then yeah. he's like, "What? Babies don't need food." Which <laughs> the babies can be our food. I think if we're picking the worst parent, it's definitely him. I think he was having a psychotic break, and I don't. I think he could plea insanity pretty. He easily. was on the island for like a couple. That of doesn't hours. mean that he didn't have a psychotic break. That's true. He could yeah. be like he's like very anxious, so like he'd be the first one to be like, "Fuck." Which is like a valid response to this. I would expect Chaz to have the break first. If we're talking about people with like high anxiety levels. But like Chaz was cooler after he married French woman. Kimmy. Kira. Yeah. Like after (laughs) she was around, she like, she soothed him. She also had no role in this movie. The parents weren't real involved. I mean, it's a movie about the kids, so it makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, chaos ensues because everyone's like, Howard, you fucking idiot. That's for our babies. And then Eddie takes charge and draws the circle of chaos. And that actually helps. And then they make her the leader, which I agree with. And then they fight over a conch. So one of them dies and then they might eat somebody. But I haven't read the book since middle school. Are talking about Lord of the Flies? Maybe. <laughs> this is not Piggy and whatever the other kid's name is. Tommy is like, I'm pretty sure I've seen Nigel here. He's probably close by. He can save us all because Nigel Strawberry is the best. And so they all kind of set off to go find Nigel Strawberry. So they leave. And then Angelica's like, fuck you guys. I'm out. And she gets pooped on like immediately. And she's like, I can't do this. I'm not an outdoor person. I hate camping. I don't know why I thought this would be fun. I just want to go home. And then she finds Debbie and sees Debbie bossing around Darwin. And at this point, I forgot. I, I remembered that Eliza could talk to animals, but I forgot that she could talk to Darwin. So just like, I feel like there's a deal with that monkey. And I don't remember what it was. I feel like, why is he so startled? But he's like bringing her spritzers. And Hey, I have a quick question. So wasn't it a rule that Eliza wasn't allowed to tell anybody about her powers? Yes. But doesn't Debbie know about him? There's an episode of the show where she tells everyone. It might have been the Nigel, the Wild Thornberrys movie. Huh. But I thought it was in like the spirit contract that if she told anybody, she would lose him. I think Debbie sees her sister talking to animals, but I don't know that she knows that they can communicate. I mean, maybe the parents don't know. Parents wouldn't. Also, I think there was an episode where she lost the powers and then got them back. Oh, good. Lil, there's this whole thing where, like, Lil sees the, what's it called? The chain of something. The food chain is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> something with she, the food. She sees the food chain IRL. She sees, like, a worm get eaten by an animal. And she's like, shit, that's awful. We can't do that. And she, like a true vegan, forces it down Phil's throat and forces him to not eat any bugs. She's like, <laughs> If I can, you can't. Which is 100% true. That's 
what they do. I'm joking. I guess that there's no context for that joke. So Lori's a vegan. Yeah. Cause she won't say it because she's not like that. I'm eating meat on camera right now and she hasn't said anything. I'm sweating so much. You just can't see it. <laughs> meat sweats and they're not even meat. <laughs> Sympathetic meat sweats. I worked in a restaurant with Lori and I forgot she was vegan. And I ate cheeseburgers like every five minutes. You unhinged your jaw several times in my presence. I think we talk about this on every podcast. It's so funny to me. I wish I could find the picture because it's my favorite picture of you. Because like physically you should not be able to have that burger in your mouth. It's so impressive and disgusting equally. It's just like, I'll find it someday. Um, Chucky takes a pee and he gets lost because the group just leaves him because that's kind of what happens to friends like that. If you were in a forest and your best friend went off to pee, you'd be like, oh, let's wait for him. He went to take a piss. No, I just mean like the quiet friend. I feel like you're not a very good friend. <laughs> I just leave my quiet friends at parties. I'm like, you're like, where'd they go? Oh, I haven't seen them in weeks. You were just with them an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> you were there right no. home i'm definitely the mother hen so i'd be like where's everyone where'd they go where's that's what i'm thinking like are you okay you were gone for a while are you feeling anxious do we need to go and then like that definitely helps an anxious person when you're just like is everything fine are you okay yeah. are you having a good time yeah <laughs> okay this part of the movie is the part where i was like i can't believe i didn't think of this or see this coming because spike the dog starts to talk to eliza I remember this being like a big part of the trailer for well, the because movie. like Spike never talked, which is he down and also they got fucking Bruce Willis. Like this movie is pretty A-list considering it's like a it's the third Rugrats movie. It's a crossover movie. Anytime there's a crossover, you're like this yeah. is the last one because Nickelodeon gone. didn't fuck around because they had their own movie studio, first of all. But also like DCOMs never went to theater. I'm pretty sure all the Nickelodeon movies went to theater. Yeah, this one did go to theater. This one had the scratch and sniff do you guys remember yeah, that i was reading that on wikipedia and was just instantly like teleported back you got him at like burger king or something i feel like there was also stuff with lunchables but i think that was hey arnold i had a watch that was scratch and sniff and it's it had bananas on it and it had chucky on it i remember i had one and it was like the wristband was bananas it was like yeah cool. oh my god yeah Oh my god! Excluded because my parents never let me and my sister eat fast food. That's that better never for you. Like, Most I never got hot meal toys or any of that shit. It's better for you. You'll probably live longer than all of us. I take yeah. back everything I said about your midlife crisis. Anyways, so Spike Bruce Willis, Spike. It's so the baby from Look Who's Talking died and was reincarnated into Spike. Jesus, that was morbid. <laughs> it was macabre. Wait, there was a baby. <laughs> I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I don't That's the epitome of Macabre right there. Brandon, are you about to ask if there's a baby and look who's talking? That dies? No. Oh. <laughs> I was saying that like Bruce Willis voiced that baby. He also voiced Spike. It was a dumb joke. I'm sorry. They find the dog. Spike is a really good boy. He's a good pupper. Greatest pupperino. Heckin' heckin' greatest. Because he's always looking after the babies. Yeah, so he's like, I'm looking for my babies. And Liza's like, let's look for these pups. And they're not looking for pups. They're looking for human babies. Yeah, and then they also immediately find the leopard that Liza's parents never found. Like Senna or something? Siri. Siri. She's uh, the person who voiced her is one of the women from The Pretenders, which is pretty cool. I don't know. Spike runs up to the leopard and's like, hey, nice to meet you. Sniff my butt. And I'm like, that's cool because yeah, that's how he, dogs do it. And then he like totally owns her too because she's like trying to kill him. He's like, nah, fuck off. You can't touch me. Can't touch this. Cut to 
Chucky and Donnie run into each other, but Chucky thinks that Donnie's just a reflection because Chucky being the responsible, uh, slightly older than the rest of them, he like gets his clothes muddy. So he like goes to wash them in the river. And it's so adorable because he's, he's, he's just so responsible. This is the way we clean our clothes. And he's like crying. And I remember doing that when I was a kid, like singing something that you know, but just kind of like sadly while crying. <laughs> I got, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> My childhood was dark. Yeah. I think the best part of this is like he's not wearing his glasses, so he can't see shit, which relatable. And so when there's like a waterfall and Donnie is right behind it. And so Donnie is just mirroring him. And it's really funny because there's one point where like Chucky tries to do like a little complicated jig that Donnie can't possibly, but he like looks away. And so then when he looks back up, Donnie is mimicking him. Like he just skipped all of it because he's like, oh, he's not looking. I don't need to mimic this. It's very visual. So <laughs> this was another one of those connections that when I saw it, I was like, I can't believe I didn't see this one coming. These two kids with this wild hair who look pretty similar. I mean, I guess maybe not that similar, but I feel like if Chucky's hair weren't bright orange, I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, the rest of the babies were convinced once Donnie steals all of Chucky's clothes and like goes and finds the rest of them. Are we trusting baby logic? No, I mean, they keep on falling for Angelica's bullshit, so. Yeah. Phil and Lil are vegetarian, and they're fighting over it, and Phil's, like, trying to sneak worms, which, like, I, I'm they on your side, Lil. Uh, what? <laughs> they're talking, they're addressing addiction. Right. <laughs> because Phil really cannot stop himself. But, in Phil's defense, like, I, I get where Lil's coming from. Maybe, maybe try out that meatless diet, but maybe not when you're on a, like, desert island and you have no food. So they're having their little fight. Phil is addicted to bugs. He can't stop. Super dangerous. They're on a tropical island. Bugs are probably poisonous. Donnie shows up. They think he's Chucky because he's got wild hair and all of Chucky's stuff. Maybe um, they're colorblind. Maybe. Maybe they're all dead. Are babies colorblind? <laughs> no, they're not no, colorblind. No way. This um, is where everything starts to come together because Nigel Strawberry finds the gaggle of babies. I can't say it. I'm going to have to have somebody say gaggle of babies like Nigel Thornberry. Um, Eliza, it's a gaggle of babies. No, I can't do it. Oh, that was really good. Was it? Hold on. Eliza, you have to start with Eliza to get set. Like, Eliza, (laughs) (laughs) it's a gaggle of babies. No, that was bad. That was horrible. (laughs) I'll cut that. Get to do it for us. Nigel falls down the mountain trying to get to the babies, hits his head. It's like a rehash of that episode where Stu falls off the roof and he becomes a baby. Nigel becomes a baby in the brain because he's got a concussion. <laughs> he might uh, die if he falls asleep. Yeah. They take him with them. He oh, they take him. Dead. I thought they left him. I thought they were like, well, that sucks. This guy's not useful. Okay. They don't realize. They think that like, I, one of them at one point says like, yeah, they, they know what you say. Like TV people aren't the way they are in real life or something like that. Yeah. Like, don't meet your heroes. And he's just like, oh, you're not as smart as I thought. Maybe it was all an act. Yeah. So the Rugrats now have Donnie, who they think is Chucky, and they have Nigel, who they don't realize is severely concussed. And he thinks he's three years old. And it sounds like he just had the most adorable little very British childhood from all the things that he says. It's so pleasant. Does anybody know where I put my tricycle? That's my contribution in the Nigel impression. Yeah. And he always loved animals because he keeps on pretending to be different ones. I'm a kangaroo. That was a bad He just, like, kicks one of them in the fucking face. (laughs) I'm a kangaroo. Fuck out of here, Angelica. Oh, everything about this was so good. Yeah. He's like, I'm a little frog. (laughs) Look, mommy, I'm a whale. (laughs) Whale. Uh, Angelica 
and Jelatiki uh, is hanging out with Debbie. Debbie's and- being a boss bitch to Angelica. Angelica was like, I wanted you to teach me your ways. I didn't want that to be like a me practice it sort of thing. Oh, and then she yeah. sees the babies, doesn't she? And she's like, I got to go home. My uh, my ancestors have to sacrifice a goat. Yeah. And Debbie's like, well, I could totally understand that. That's like island stuff. Yeah, Angelica has like a pretty in-depth knowledge, well, knowledge of like what people think is stereotypical Aboriginal culture or like native culture. She so. has no parents who pay attention to her when so and she's not being a dick to the baby. She's just watching TV. Probably. Uh, so they crash the clash and uh, they ruin the RV and then Angelica steals the ba- bathosphere. Which is a submarine, right? Where do they keep that guy? Do they just like plug it into the water wherever they go? It's in the Hammer infinite time. space of the RV. Well, Angelica's writing it. You'll also notice she destroys some coral reef, which are endangered. Yeah, so. underneath the island too. So it's like, is the island going to collapse now? It just falls into the ocean. I'm like, fuck. We already talked about Nigel being a fog and a kangaroo. Fog. And then the leopard finds them because it's trying to eat the defenseless little babies. Uh, the kitty panther with pointy toothies. Yes, sorry, <laughs> toothies, not teethies. Toothies. That's what I said. Oh. I mean, I guess I'll have the audio. We'll see who's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chucky arrives on a leaf. He's legless. <laughs> Oh, he's surfing down the mountain on a leaf. There's a lot of stuff going on right now in this movie. In Brayden's life, he's it's just hard for him to focus on this. Movie. <laughs> but this is when Phil earlier he mentioned it was a scene like I love the scenes between Phil and Lil where they're like kind of talking their own world. Where Phil's like, I hope I don't have to share the waffle I have in my diaper, and Lil's like, Phil, and he's like, if I had one. And now that they're all in the cave, like every, like they're both very selfish and greedy, but like when it comes down to it, anytime their friends need them, they're like, you can have my nasty diaper waffle. I don't have syrup, but I have ketchup. Stuck in the cave. Tommy's sad because Nigel can't fix the situation and everyone's mad at his daddy and feels worthless. Oh, why'd you put that in the notes? Because he did. He was like, I can't save us. I got us into this trouble. I am just a, a, a sandbox baby with a diaper full of dreams. I love when he uses yep. the, like the euphemism, euphemisms like that. Yeah. Angelica comes in in the bathorama meter 3000 submarine ship. <laughs> in the clawfoot bathtub. Wait. Cool. End of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, well, they see a giant. Okay. So the, when they're with Nigel, they see a giant squid. Nigel comes back to life. And he's like, you're skipping skipping so much of the movie. Like, oh, I thought we were really at the end. (laughs) No, no. Where are we? There's like, this is one conflict. Now we're getting to like the big climactic conflict. Oh, wait. (laughs) I'm letting you interpret your own notes because this is all you, buddy. (laughs) I see now. (laughs) No, I need help. It was a lot. So uh, how does Angelica save the babies? They have, she has the bathorama. Yeah, she stole it because she thought she was going to get in trouble because the RV crashed and the babies are missing. So okay. she like, steals the bathosphere. Even responsibility to watch the babies be T-dubs. Yeah, he's the fucking worst in this movie. I would divorce him. 
I would just just put him in the water. It was an accident. <laughs> you guys like all should have died. So if one of you died, it's believable, Dee Dee. So run me through this end. Angelica saves him with the bathosphere, and then they get by accident. So she like just comes okay. upon them as she's trying to like run to get away from being in trouble by running away further. Doesn't she do the thing too, where she's like, "Oh no, I meant to do this. You guys owe me now." Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, she did. Then I they get in. They're trying to go back to the other adults. Oh my god! Why it crashes? Okay, that yeah, that was my question because she it's like she saves them and then she puts them in danger again immediately. I don't remember the part where a cannibal ate Chucky, Brandon. Can you elaborate on that part of your notes? Yeah, so Donnie runs up to the beach, and Chucky's dad is like, oh, that looks like Chucky's shoes. And they're like, oh, he's a cannibal boy. He must have eaten Chucky. That was that. I so then, really of course, their reaction is to kill him. They just murder him in cold blood. Probably eat him, honestly. <laughs> I mean boy for a boy is my yeah that's motto <laughs> you know would what you i get, always say well you'd get like two for one if you actually ate chucky <laughs> what no Marianne. i really want to get nigel's accent but it's never gonna happen what's it what's his wife's name pamela pamela <laughs> marianne that's kind of that's pretty good. Marianne Thornberry. Nah, I lost it. Whatever. Oh, I remember because Stu actually does something correctly, which is that's like his his storyline throughout the show. Like he fucks up and fucks up, and then he does something right. So he builds a coconut radio. The coconut radio works. They get to talk to Angelica on the radio in the bathosphere, and Marianne's trying to direct them to like get back up, and then Dill ruins everything by pushing the lever down and then they like crash into the bottom of the ocean and die end and end oh yeah and they realize adults realize they're terrible parents i feel like this has happened before says Dee Dee, because you know two movies ago not even yeah, two movies ago it's every single episode of the show relies on the parents forgetting that like they'll go to a, like i think it was grandpa who fell asleep everywhere which be too like that's not a good supervisor for your child babysitter for your children <laughs> Well, the parents never knew because he always woke up before they got back. Yeah, but like, I feel like you could tell he's not all all there. I feel like they were just pretending not to know. That way they could keep having him babysit because like once that gravy train is up, these people are awful. They have no other friends. Nigel is back to normal and Spike Because he hits his back. head a lot again really hard. And he's... And he's so good with the babies. He's this like, so oh, awesome. Fine situation. Let me keep these children calm. He's... Excellent. They make a plan because the bathosphere runs out of fuel and it's running out of um, oxygen, but the RV is still sunk. So they need to repair the raft on the RV, pull it back up and inflate the raft and blah, 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 blah. Stu is on, he's on top of his game now and he makes his plan. Spike? Spike is dying? Why is Spike dying? <laughs> Spike is thrown into the ocean. Oh no. He, he chooses to jump in. Yeah. The raft is like getting away or whatever. Or something's getting away, and he's they like, they need the original raft to repair the raft on yeah. the RV. So yeah, he's like uh, Eliza's begging him not to go in. She's like, "You're gonna die," and he's like, "They've given me everything. If I die, like I'll have died for good." They'll say Spike was a good boy. Yeah, but then he was like drowning, and didn't some sort of like voices come into his head where they're like, "Spike, you're a good boy." Oh, I want to go pet my dog. I hope puppies hear that when they pass. 
Why would you say that? You're making me almost cry with a mouthful of meat. (laughs) You're used to that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I don't cry. They make a contraption to save the babies, but the babies are dying too. It's because they don't have any oxygen. That part really made me so sad. Like Nigel is singing to them to keep them calm. And he's like looking at the oxygen gauge. It's running out. But like, it's like, what do you do in that situation? Like, okay, kids just like, just lie down and take a nap. That's like, I, I, it's a kid's movie. But like, if you think about this for more than half a second, it's fucking depressed. Like these babies are, he's ushering them into their afterlife. Yeah, this scene was actually very special. It it was a lot different than what you would normally see in a cartoon. And I just, it just had this really cool atmosphere to it where it got really serious and like... Oh, this was the only Disney movie to get a PG rating. So that's probably... I saw that. Yeah. So they make the contraptions. They fix the RC. They rescue the bathysphere. The babies are safe. They see a giant squid... Photo doesn't work. But Stu's like, or wait, what's his name? Nigel's like, that's okay. You're not supposed to see it. You're just going to have to remember it as being incredibly special. Yeah. It's all in your head. Also on my show, because this is good shit. We're going to get super good ratings. And then everyone's happy. And the parents hold their children. Until next week when they lose them again at a theme park. Yes, or when they lose them on the cruise, which we see afterwards. Because they all go on the Lipschitz cruise which the Thornberries are super excited about because Debbie and Eliza get what they want. And then there's like a little photo montage of the babies being the babies and getting into trouble. Up to no good. Yeah. Being unattended on a cruise. I mean, they're supposed to be in the sanatorium and they're, they're just like wandering around the cargo hold, letting loose animals. So normally in the episodes of wild Thornberries, they always end up getting the footage that they need. And this one, the leopard like just doesn't come back after that quick chase scene. And then the Thornberries never get the footage they need. They got a bunch of footage of babies almost dying on TV, probably. Well, okay. So I'll rebuttal with this. I think that was the point because at the end they're like, who cares about a shot of a leopard? Yeah, but like that's their job and that's the whole show. That's a really good point though. (laughs) Yeah, and the, uh, the... whatchamacallit not the college the institution or whatever it is that the marianne and nigel report to they're waiting for that that footage also this whole movie takes place in one day yeah because if it was more they would all die jesus that's a heavy day yeah well no okay so they leave one day and then there's the storm and then I think it's like overnight because they all go to sleep. They all fucking oh, yeah. sleep. Your babies are on a lifeboat and you just sleep through it. You're even shittier parents than you were before, everybody. Yeah. And they didn't try and protect them from sun exposure or anything like that. No. So It's frankly just astounding that these children are still alive. And so After smart. 10 years. Yeah, they've kept these babies alive for 10 years. I feel like this movie was loaded with dopamine. When I was watching it, I was so happy for some reason. Because this was like a positive confirmation of nostalgia from your childhood. Exactly. I was about to say the other times it's like, no, your memory shit. Your childhood sucked. (laughs) Yeah. This was the nostalgia that like really hits me way more than any Disney movie has so far besides luck of the Irish. So (laughs) I think that the movie sucked like the plot did. What? The plot itself sucked, but they did such a good job of capturing like the essence of each character. That's fair. 
that like it just rode on just like the great characters that they'd spent so long establishing of like two different shows that I loved and like thought the characters were great. And there was like positive role models for like basically anybody who would watch it. Yeah. And this is a great one to watch because you get to see every single character that they've brought into this show. I think they didn't overly focus on any of them, which was good. Yeah. I feel like you always have a problem with plot, Lori. They just, I just thought it was too big. Like I get that they had to get the, the Gratz, the Rugrats, Mr. Rugrats with the Thornberries. And so they had to like take them out. But like I, what I loved about the Rugrats itself was that like everything was so small, but their imaginations made it feel so big. So it's like, like at the park, they're suddenly at this like Western saloon. And at the beginning of the movie, we saw that they like were pretending to be Nigel Strawberry and it was this huge big thing. And then you go back to reality and it's just Angelica holding the cat. So I wish they could have done like better of capturing that and still somehow getting them to the Thornberries. Yeah, but all the Rugrat movies were way bigger scale than the show was. I've already mentioned that I didn't like the first one. Okay. But you like the second one, and that takes place across Paris, which is probably yeah. a bigger space than this island was. Well, it's a bigger space, but like, and uh, the the like island thing is pretty big. Like the whole boat thing was very big, which is fine. It was it was fun enough, but I just wish they would have like got more of that Rugrats essence squeezed it in there. That's a good point. What you're saying is the fun part of Rugrats is when you see what their imagination looks like yeah. and bring it back to reality. But this was just reality. But I think that's the thing with any like TV show to movie is that it's always somewhere so much bigger. Yeah, the scale like, always goes up. Well, I think it captured like the original Rugrats in that like the progression of events was very similar. Like Chucky always got separated, Phil and Lil are always arguing on themselves, Tommy's leading everyone, blah blah blah. But this time, it's like a heavy dose of reality for Tommy. I'm giving it an eight. No, mm, I'm giving it a seven. Well, if I can't do half points, then I'm just going to give it an even eight. I'm going to give it a nine. I really liked watching it. I think I learned that... Hold on, let me think about it. You guys come up with something. I want this one to be good. Oh, no. My lesson was was definitely that. I missed my childhood. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant Brandon. I learned a lot about... Um, what did I say? Imagination. Imagination. Guys, okay. I didn't realize those were your like, actual lessons. Um, well... I don't know if this one, like, um, buy your own cruise tickets. Don't trust your vacation in anybody else's hands. Unless you're using a, tra- um, a travel agent, but those don't exist uh, anymore. Yeah, they do. My friend just used one to go to Japan. I know my dad actually uses one all the time. Oh, okay. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not as prolific as they used to be. Because of like, you know, Fandango and, or not Fandango. Excuse me, I would like to go see the 7 p.m. showing of Hereditary. Let me call my travel agent. This is by Merely. And the title of this review that was written on June 14th, 2003. Can somebody find out what day of the week that was by the time I get to the end of this? Thank you, Jonathan. Um, It's called Rugrats Go Mild. Mild. <laughs> oh Jesus. Pretty good. Nothing here or nothing new here whatsoever. One of the more boring outings of the ever popular Rugrats. Bruce Willis adds nothing and the songs are forgettable. Numbers one through five appear at various stages during the movie. Everyone is scratching his head, wondering if they were supposed to remember them to perhaps some win some terrific prize. A search on Google turns out that they should have been scratching cards given out during a Burger King promotion where the smells coincided with the particular scenes. I guess I what? need to watch more television. Must have missed that commercial. Dot, dot, dot. Somehow. 
How do you miss that? In any case, was Did probably far was more interesting the than the movie. Luckily, the time flew by. Thank TPTB, it is a short one. What's that mean? TPTB, two, no. T- Tupac, thanks Biggie. Oh, that's, whoa. Is that what it says? Is that what it means? No, I was just, just oh. riffing. That was a Saturday, by the way. Thank you. Oh, so it was like a Saturday heard. morning. The powers that be. Who fucking, that's not an acronym anybody uses merely. <sighs> Obviously. If you only had one pot, if you were, okay, if you were stranded on a desert island, this is everybody's favorite question. What podcast would you want to listen to? Oh. Instruct our listeners to do anything. They're already listening to it. This is the end. Of the world. Um, then, uh, if, then if not this one, probably uh, this one. let's advertise other actually successful podcasts um definitely conspiracy queries which which totally exists no i'm just kidding that's that's the conspiracy (laughs) fake news uh you know what i would do is i would create a podcast radio out of a pen and a coconut and i would a razor blade and a razor blade and i would download See, but I don't know the information. That's why I can never do these. Okay, so I don't know how you're going to get internet access on an island. Ask Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or another kind of like supervillain sounding dude to get you that like sweet, sweet island Wi-Fi and go to podnestogether.com. Oh my God, that scared the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. One of my cats is in a box and sort of like scratching their ears. So just like a tap, 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 but like really aggressive. <laughs> Okay, so again, okay. I would create a coconut. Pod, Podinthistogether.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Just search. Uh, on Twitter, we're Podin Together. Rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, uh, you can't. That's YouTube, which we have. I need to update it again. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Can't you subscribe on iTunes? Yeah, you can. You said like know. comment and review or something. You can do that on iTunes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you made it this far, God bless. This will probably get cut anyways. So hi, editing Lori. How's it, how's it going? I hope you're having a really good day.